Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football Transfer Spy Podcast with you every single weekday until the end of the transfer window. I'm Aaron Flanagan, back once again and joining me today, first of all, is Mark Jones. You're back. Yeah, I know, you're right. Yeah, I know. I say, you, you've been like the running joke through this whole week of like, every, everyone who's come on has basically said, oh, you're not Jonesy. Yeah, so like, it's, oh, to you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so oh, it's, well, it's nice being a, being a running joke in a positive way for once. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's, yeah. it's all been aimed at me. Uh, also with us today is Matty Lawless. Matty, how are you doing? No comment. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no running jokes, no comment. No, good, I'm very good. No. Very good. Good stuff. Um, we're going to start today with uh, Wilfred Zaha. Uh, Wilfred Zaha, we've mentioned a couple of times on this podcast already. Um, latest story is that uh, he wants to leave Crystal Palace. He wants to move to Chelsea. Um, Zaha, um, obviously, we've, we've, has been linked to Tottenham in the past. Palace, desperate to keep hold of him because obviously he's out and out their best player. Uh, but um, can you partic- can you really blame him for for wanting a, a big move to one of the big six teams? I'm sure it's appealing, particularly in London. But I think with with Crystal Palace, you have to give them a lot of credit. They've done a fantastic amount of business in this window. I think Max Myler, the latest arrival, brilliant signing. Check Kiata as well earlier this week. I think Zaha is 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 a hero at Crystal Palace. He'll get paid what he wants if he if he goes about his business the right way. In my opinion, he should stay there. He should stay there. I mean, look, Chelsea got a better chance of winning trophies, and you know, but Zaha's been out before. He was a lot younger when he was at Manchester United, but it didn't work for him then. And sometimes the grass is greener, isn't it? And I just feel with Zaha, he is brilliant for Crystal Palace, but would he be the first name on the team sheet for Chelsea? No, I mean, would he get in Chelsea starting eleven? I mean, or or would obviously. Him going in, would he be relying on Eden Hazard and and, and those lots to leave? Really? Um, I think he would. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think he would play. Um, I think he just came off of a back of a very good season. I think he's probably, um, given the fact that Mares has now gone to City, I think he's probably hands down the best player outside the top six. So, um, and it's 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 difficult because obviously he's tried it before, as as Mike said, he tried it before he went to United, but he was unfortunate in that in that regard, wasn't he? When that. Obviously, the signing was set up by Ferguson. Ferguson then leaves and Moyes comes in. And, and Moyes obviously was in a situation where he wanted to trust players and he, he was perhaps not, not willing to give this kid a chance. But now I think he's matured. Um, it's difficult, you know, because he, as, as Matt says, he's loved at Palace, absolutely loved. And he could stay there all his career and, and have a great time. But there comes a point, I think, where, where you're, you're sort of your motivation and your sporting kind of, you know, something that you really want to kick on and achieve. And, and I'd kind of I can see him I can see him doing it to be honest. I, I, I can see this move happening yeah I don't I don't think he's motivated by money at all I don't think that's the issue I think it is just silverware I think mm. he's he's such a good player and he, he realises he's at the peak of his powers right now yeah so the the reason for a switch to Chelsea would I think that would be the most reason why it appeals to him and you know it's, it's a difficult one like I say I'd I'd like him to stay at Palace because I think Palace are building something special there but at the same time Realistically, are Crystal Palace going to win trophies this season? It's difficult. Are Chelsea going to win trophies? More of a chance. Yeah. Mm. Um, you mentioned obviously not motivated by money in the story, uh, which is in today's Daily Mirror. It does say he has been offered a new contract of one hundred and twenty-five thousand pounds a week. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, let's be honest, he's never going to get any more than that. Pot, probably anywhere outside of the top six. Maybe. Um, and I, I don't think Chelsea would. I give him much more than that anyway. So no, uh, that's, that's it, my I think point. that indicates it's it is probably yeah. a trophy. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, 125 grand a week, 130 grand, it, you know, it's all the same, isn't it? Bar five grand, of course. But mm. I think it, it just comes down to Zahar. He wants to be a player who's spoken about, not just because he's a good player for an average side, a good player because he's winning trophies. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace as a whole, I know you mentioned in there, obviously, the sign Max Meyer, the sign Chico Kiate. Well, apparently, um, he's on 170 grand a week, the German lad who's come over on a free. Yeah, well, that's a lot of money. So, you know, if it is a question of money, then perhaps he wants parity. I I did actually see um, a drink. uh, A a drink? What am I on about? A a tweet. uh, (laughs) That's a subliminal message coming in there. (laughs) I did see a drink. Freudian slip, that one. It is Friday. (laughs) Yeah, I saw saw a tweet. Um, (laughs) I don't know how I got the two mixed up. I saw a tweet. Sound sound like each other, don't they, Josie? They do. Yeah, they really do. I'm I'm trying to work out what was... I'm trying to work out what was going through my mind to to say that, but no. So I saw a tweet. (laughs) I saw a tweet, anyway, uh, of someone who... They didn't mention... Is it from Carlin? No, 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 no. (laughs) They didn't mention the size of the wages of Max Meyer, but they they said that he'll get paid big wages, but it will still work out cheaper than, you know, potentially going and buying another player of his calibre, you know, by paying him the the wages. They had to pay compensation of £450,000. Yeah, I mean, it's it's peanuts. It's an absolute steal, really. For for, for a player who's on the cusp of the German national team as well, it's uh, it's a great business uh, for Crystal Palace. Uh, Moving on, uh, another story uh, floating around today is Toby Alderweireld. He has his heart set on Manchester United. Um, Hasn't worked out for him at Tottenham, uh, which is really bizarre because, I mean, I, I personally saw him ahead of uh, Jan Vertonghen in terms of you know defenders going back say 12 months and then the last well, 12 months he's, he's well, something's not happened injuries have played a part in that now he was one of the first names on the team sheet mm. but then obviously Davinson Sanchez come in at the same time he was picking up an injury and he spent a few months out and it was difficult for Pochettino to break up a successful partnership so he had to sort of be a bit patient he came back towards January I think it was when he played against Newport in the FA Cup and since then, he's always had that kind of contract issue hanging over his head. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's available on a free next summer. So, Tottenham for them, they either cash in on him now or he stays put. So, But when a club like Manchester United comes calling, it's difficult to resist that, I think, for a player who's, again, with the greatest respect to Tottenham, it comes down to silverware again. Now, we've seen over the last few years, Spurs have come you know, second on, on two occasions and they're in Champions League brilliant new stadium but they're nowhere near the trophies so as a player like him at the age he's at he's got to be looking for that isn't he yeah uh, 75 million pounds is uh, what Tottenham's asking price that's so typical it, Tottenham it's, isn't it it's, it's, it's too much it, it's a lot of money for a player who for them let's be honest has been considered a almost a fringe player over um, the past I think he's only fringe because of the circumstances yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Of, because of his injuries and because of the contract stuff and yeah he did have that sort of slightly weird second half of the last season when he only seemed to play when, when Spurs played the likes of Newport and Rochdale in the FA Cup and things and um, I think it's it's going to boil down to you know and again with the greatest respect to Spurs who've been fantastic over the past few years I think when you're when you're a footballer and you're growing up and you're looking at the Premier League especially from abroad and all that you you look at playing for Man United don't you you look at playing for those sort of big teams and, and he'll have friends up there as well Jonesy yeah he will yeah yeah and there's, there's probably still that side of him in the same way that that foreign players eventually leave the likes of Man United and Liverpool and go to Real Madrid and Barcelona I think Tottenham are below Manchester United in that sort of pecking order despite you know being pretty on par with them in terms of on pitch at the moment these days or well, even better you can yeah, argue yeah um, so I mean a 75 mil is, is, is huge for someone who's 29 I think yeah. um, 
So whether or not it's Tottenham going in with a with with a sort of high value and then United will come in with a low one and we'll get we'll see how it plays out next week. But it's another one that for me I think United have been linked with all these defenders all summer. That one for me has always made the most sense because yeah. it, it weakens Spurs as well, doesn't it? I, I was going to say that he's yeah, by far the best of the the bunch of what they've been linked with. Um, I don't mean that in disrespect to Harry Maguire, who's obviously had you know a great World Cup and stuff, but. I don't think Harry Maguire's on the same level as Toby Alderweireld, and then you look at Yerry Mina, who's obviously been linked, and we, it just—it just seems just to me to be a very United signing. Like I said, I mentioned his age there, but that doesn't really matter to United, does it? They signed yeah. Sanchez at the same age. They signed Ibrahimovic at what was thirty-four, something like that. So they—they they don't mind about showing out this money on players. You might only be there, sort of two, three years. Alderweireld will probably have a good couple more because he sends it back, and he can—he can go on a bit longer. But it—it—it yeah. um, it seems a very Man United move to me. Yeah, uh, there's just one year left on his contract though. Um, there is, Tottenham do have an, uh, an option on that contract, so they could extend it to yeah. an, 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 another two years on, on his so I deal. Thought, I thought there was two. No, it was, uh, well, it's, oh. it's one and an option. Oh, okay. which I, listen, I assume if Tottenham are trying to make money out of it, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll uh, activate that option, and because mm. otherwise they're they're going to let That's him go. That's where the inflated fee comes from. Yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah. So effectively, two two more years of Alderweireld, who has effectively. Um, Said he'll, he'll play down his deal, you know, because he, he's, you know, he's, he's heart set on the move. But I mean, playing down your deal is, is, is one of them as well. Your football's a short career, and you want to enjoy it, don't you? And you want to get the most out of it. And, and you know, it's not as if playing for Tottenham is a hardship. It's not. They're a brilliant team, but if you're not enjoying it, and you, you're really you're not getting the, the, you know, you're not getting what you want out of it, then it almost feels like a bit of a waste of a year to me. But yeah. but if he doesn't get a move, the landscape of football could change within 12 months and other options could become available to him. That's true. And, you know, in that space of time, he might force his way back in as a regular and he might be the main man for Spurs. Yeah. So he, I interviewed him last season and there was no sign whatsoever that he wasn't unha- that he was unhappy. He, he was... He, he was talking very positively about Tottenham at a time where, again, he's been linked with a move for probably the last two or three years now. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does stay, but I think if Manchester United can get him over the line, suddenly they've had a good window. Yeah. 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 I think he'd, he'd be professional in the way he'd approach it, wouldn't he? Yeah. In terms of if it's, let's say, Davison Sanchez gets an injury or something in the first week and he has to get dropped in, I think he would approach it in a professional manner. It's just a case of everyone knows his head's been turned yeah. and um, everyone knows he... He is really prized by, but like by by United, and and I just sort of see it. It's sort of going into one of those periods of a transfer where you just think it's starting to make sense for him to go now. Yeah, um, it's it gonna be interesting to follow on. He he had an interview with Belgian press uh, early this week, and he said, "Yeah, I'm going back to Tottenham in pre-season training." So yeah, it just seems like enough, it, it, yeah. it, it, his head screwed on, and he's gonna go about it the right yeah, way, which is absolutely good. Yeah. See, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see uh, if that one develops in the next week or so before the deadline. Does pass. Um, before we go on with, uh, say, a few more of the deals floating around uh, the big six, what we've been doing this week on the podcast and we'll do next week is looking at a few individual clubs. We've looked at all the promoted teams, we've looked at Crystal Palace, we've looked at Newcastle and the business all that they've done. Today we'll have a little chat about West Ham. Uh, West Ham, for me, have been the side of the summer in terms of the transfer window and Matty I don't think you were, would have expected that I would have said that oh, no, you're even wearing claret today which is good to see I am, I am. Um, you get to keep your job for that um, <laughs> no look it's one of those that everyone's like what is going on you know, suddenly West Ham fans are, you know, we've always said we're, we're all deluded and we talk uh, certain something but uh, suddenly we're all thinking well, we, we might be able to win the league <laughs> <laughs> alright I'm joking but uh, look, I think it's going to be a good season I think most West Ham fans have got aspirations of finishing in the top 10 at, at the very worst 
and who knows what could happen there have been some brilliant business yeah. and, and it's been a record summer yeah, well, so I just want to talk through uh, say just some of the, these signings like if you'd have signed say just Ryan Fredericks and Jack Wilshire, I'd have gone West Ham are stronger for it but then you've gone on top of that and you signed Andrei Yarmolenko great signing and then on top of that Felipe Anderson like these are players who, uh, especially Yarmolenko and Anderson, who have been linked with the very top clubs yes. in Europe in literally in the past couple of years, well, and and now they're at West Ham. Well, Manuel Pellegrini's come in and he's been very clear on what he wants, and you've seen there's a new manager and there's a new team. He's a new team that he's playing out in front of him. Of course, there's a few players who are still there. One of the bargains that he's picked up is Fabian Balbuena, um, the man um, who captained Corinthians in Brazil. Great leadership, centre half, about 25 years old, looks the part to me so far seen in pre-season. But I think Pellegrini was very clear that he wanted Felipe Anderson as number one. Now West Ham sold Kiote to Crystal Palace, and there's been a few names linked with bringing him in as a holding midfielder. But Pellegrini is prepared to be patient. He doesn't want to settle for second best, which has sometimes been the case in West Ham's transfer history. They've panicked and oh, we'll just bring anybody in and we try and fit sort of you know square pegs into round holes but he's very clear on what he wants and it's it's very refreshing to see over 100 million has been spent and signings have been made uh, not just for the first team but for the future as well so we brought in uh, Jande Silva who's going straight into the under 23 squad uh, a player who's played for Portugal from under 15s up to under 20s played at the under 17s World Cup um, a year ago uh, sorry uh, a couple of years ago and he, he's just a player that he could be one of those bargains that come out of it for two million quid, three-year deal with an option of two more. You know, it's he, players. Are, it's, it's, there's a bit of forward thinking there, whereas previously it was like, right, let's just get all we can in. The transfer that they're trying to do at the minute is João Mario, who was very impressive last season, one of the standout stars when he arrived from Inter Milan in January. Um, West Ham are keen to do a another loan deal with the Italian club, but Inter would prefer to sell him on a permanent deal so that one's rumbling on West Ham has still got they're, they're looking for another striker um, you know you'd think with that forward line that they've bolstered with Yarmolenko and Anderson as you mentioned and you've, you've got um, Chicharito coming back from the World Cup Arnautovic who for me one of the best players in the Premier League at the minute he's, he's fantastic yeah, yeah. Um, I hope he doesn't go a lot of fans are worried that the cynical types are going oh he might go he won't go but um, they're still looking at um, um, Gomez from Celta Vigo from Celta Vigo um, whose valuation is 35 million so he can leave for 35 million he scored 17 goals last season I think in 20 odd appearances in La Liga not bad in a bottom half team so exactly um, and in La Liga that's pretty impressive Ooh, I would say yeah. so there's a lot of there's, there's deals that could still happen it's incredible and West Ham as I said record transfer splurge this summer over 100 million pounds it does it does almost feel as though it's a freshness about them which I think with everything that went on in terms of the move and all that sort of stuff and managers getting sacked and players and, and owners and all that sort of stuff that and went Quanta on. Corner flags being waved in the circles. You know it, does, it does feel as though this is a bit of a fresh start and maybe they can finally be a little bit up, more at peace with themselves, do you know what I mean, with the whole stadium. I think you're right and I think that was the catalyst for all this happening this summer and I think had David Moyes stayed in charge this yeah, summer yeah, with yeah. the greatest respect to David Moyes because he did exactly what was asked of him yeah. and did a very good job and now David Moyes' stock is where it probably ought to be, you know people would go back and ask him to do a job I, I would imagine yeah. at some point in the season so you're not you're not getting that bounce are you within so no. there despite the he did a good job but but I think it needed someone new but refreshing ideas yeah. refre different transfers that I don't think we would have made 
had Moyes have stayed and I think there's been a, a lot of key changes in personnel behind the scenes yeah. um, David Sullivan is at large director of football yeah. obviously well de facto he's still the man pulling the strings and he's the man who's you know essentially putting his hands in his pocket he deserves a bit of credit really because he's been one of those the board have been derided for what what's happened in the past but I do think as, as Mark says this is a clean slate for West Ham and it'd be interesting to see look if they can get a result at Liverpool be it a draw, take uh, bite your hand off for that, um, and they can get back and play Bournemouth. I think it is on the first home game of the season. Be interested to see what the atmosphere is like at, at the London Stadium. Yeah. Then, uh, what I really like about West Ham, obviously, you mentioned David David Sullivan there, but I haven't seen Karen Brady, David Gold, David Sullivan. I haven't seen their names on any headlines for months now. Well, that's and that, that was all, that was half the problem with West Ham. It was, and uh, the fact that they've kind of been anonymous gone behind the scenes mm. it's now about the football and what's going to happen on the pitch and that's a real real bonus go, go back to, to March when the Burnley game was and probably other incidents during the season when Billich was getting sacked and even you know in various columns or whatever um, you know they were they were shaming players who were on the books Snodgrass was was uh, shamed as a, a bad yeah, sign. Yeah. He's still he's he's there he's back <laughs> at the club now you know and what was under the bridge thankfully but Jose Fonte he was deemed a, a failure and he was still playing for the club at the time what's happened since then I think they've learned from the lessons and they've tried to realise that hang on a minute look let's get other people to be the sandboard for the club it doesn't have to be us and I think hopefully that will manifest over the season and Manuel Pellegrini will be able to lead it as he has done and he's done a superb job so far this summer in making those recruits can he do it on the pitch in the Premier League? That's the next question. Yeah. Um, just last one on West Ham. Uh, are there any positions that they still need to strengthen, do you feel, or, or yeah. is everything well run? I think so. I think, um, as I said, the central midfield position, not as a holding midfielder, losing to Keate, we do need that. Although we got young Declan Rice, who looks superb. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I think he can do the job quite well, but it's still quite an ask of him at his age. Reese Oxford's another one, but it looks to me that he'll go back to Germany, possibly Not on loan with a view to a permanent. Yeah, I think that happens more, every transfer window. <laughs> yeah, I, to be fair, I think it's more of an agent issue. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's probably one position that needs to fill in, and striker position, because, okay, and Alvich is playing for the middle. Chicharito's coming in, but beyond that, Jordan Hugo looks like he'll go to Middlesbrough, probably on loan. And Andy Carroll looks like he'll go to Old Church Hospital or something like that. <laughs> um, who knows with him? It's such a great frustration because Andy Carroll is a magnificent beast on his day. But yeah. but you know, but when does he have to rely on him? That's the thing. You, you know, can't. position we haven't got. You haven't got to rely on him. Though. We, yeah. We're not relying on yeah. him anymore. And, and for a change, it's you know, every week, every press conference used to be, oh, when's Andy Carroll back? Yeah. You won't have that this year. I think people have almost, as sad as to say, kind of written him off a little bit and gone, well, he's, he's injured, he's out of the squad. So I think that they're the two positions, striker-wise and centre midfield. But although João Mario could come back and he's not a holding midfielder, he's an attacking midfielder. But it might free somebody else up. So, look, I'm excited. I really am. And for the first time ever, pre-season, you know, I'm, I'm already thinking about the open-top bus tour. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving on from West Ham now, I say let's go back to I say just some of the other stories rumbling around the top of the Premier League. Um, first of all, Usman Dembele uh, at Barcelona. Um, they, Jonesy's got a smile on his face already. Um, they, this um, bizarre one. Arsenal fans have been getting excited. I, I did. I guess Arsenal fans. Bizarre, I did just say Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal linked with Usman Dembele, who is was he the is the second ex most expensive footballer I think, I think in third now. The, 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 the past him. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, but. 
either like one of the most expensive players of all time, only last summer. Yeah. And now Arsenal so, fans are getting excited because of um, a picture. Are they being a, a bit silly then? Because realistically, are Arsenal going to spend a hundred million on a player? Yeah. It's, I think, no, no, I think they're, they're, they've already they've already spent way over what they projected beforehand they were going to spend this summer anyway. Correct. So, um, you but, know, and that was on the back of a Bamiyan coming in in January. Yeah. They, yeah. They'd almost blown their load, so to speak, uh, yeah. on, on the money. Then. Yeah. But um, no, Dan Bailey possible loan. But anyway, uh, this, no. this, this no, no, I don't, I'm doing yeah, it. No, um, the, the the picture in question, by the way, is uh, it was Pierre Emerick Aubameyang's dad on Instagram. Uh, that, I'm, gl- I'm glad. well known transfer insider. Yeah, Mister Aubameyang. Yeah, but yeah. there's a picture for Agent think, A. Was it? Was it Aubameyang's birthday? Uh, I, I don't think. know. Um, um, it was basically like, just a picture of some mates hanging out. And well, uh, yeah. footballers can be friends, can't they? They, like, can. yeah. they used to play with each other at Dortmund. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, also in the picture was Lacazette, who I think Dembele would know from France. Yeah. The new lad Guendouzi, who he probably knows yeah. from some sort of French youth level. Yeah. And Mkhitaryan, because he's a Bamiyang's mate, because he used to play together for Dortmund and all that. So, yeah, um, yeah Usman Dembele has friends, and um, but he, he's joining uh, Arsenal. Occasionally visits his <laughs> friends, and he's joining <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. He, he got Arsenal fans excited anyway. Yeah. Um, and, and why not? I mean, hey, that's the whole point at this time of season. Look at me. I'm already talking about West Ham in the <laughs> league. So. <laughs> no. That's, and that's the good thing with Arsenal fans about the minute is I think I think we all saw it at the back end of last season. In what we do, there was a real drop off in Arsenal fans. Really, just kind of like. Reading yeah. stuff and getting excited because they just wanted things to change. Yeah. yeah, and I think now at least there's a there's a level of I've got I'm in a, I'm in a WhatsApp group with a couple of mates and one's a Fulham fan and one's an Arsenal fan and he's just taking a mix saying that Fulham are going to finish with Arsenal and the Arsenal fan is having a go back at him and saying no we're great now we're this we're this we're that <laughs> and um, they're, they're they're excited again you know they it, should be they should be it, it, it's it's really weird the the perennial moaners of the Premier League I, Arsenal and West Ham are both actually really enjoying <laughs> themselves <laughs> at the moment the perennial moaners <laughs> I like to moan about anything um, yeah uh, moving on as well uh, also another little Arsenal link of Arsenal fans again uh, Yerry Mina obviously we've been talking about him because he's been linked with Manchester United and stuff um, Jonesy I don't know whether you can tell us more about this there's been more <laughs> Arsenal fans really, no. who have been saying yeah we, we want Yerry Mina uh, no I think uh, it's, it's tied up in um, apparently Mustafi uh, Mustafi could be a target for I think it's Galatasaray um, and you know Mustafi is a bit he's a bit up and down isn't he he had, he had a everyone remembers the League Cup final last season and and, Strange because uh, when he came in, he looked like a really good player. Yeah, he? he did. And um, apparently, well, and I think the fans are a little bit split on yeah. on if they want him to come or if they want him to go because obviously they've brought in uh, the big Greek lad with the big long name, and they've brought in. Um, I, I spelt his name by the way without um, a Google. Yeah, I've started doing it now. I've, I've I've learned how to spell his name, and I'm really proud of myself. And there's the other Greek lad who came in in January, Mavra, Mavropanos as well. Yeah. Um, still around, but he's injured. Uh, the likes of Holding and Chambers don't seem to be going anywhere. Like I, we, we had a thing here where Emery was sort of getting to know his squad, and it seems to be he's pretty settled on on Socrates and um, Callum Chambers as as, as the two as the two centre backs, which would be interesting to see. Um, so whether or not Mustafi can hang around there, I don't know. He's probably going to be on big money, isn't he? He's a big signing. Um, so yeah, so there's reports he could go, and I think Arsenal fans have just been looking around and who who they could get to replace him. And, and Amin is obviously a name that's on the market. He's someone that we've probably said every day into these microphones, isn't he? Yeah. Despite um, you know none of us knowing too much about him before he moves to Barcelona. Uh, so yeah, it, he'd be one. I mean, I don't expect him to go to Man United. He, obviously, the Aldorel thing is yeah. tied up in that. Everton were linked with him before as well. I don't really expect that one. So it'd be interesting to see where he goes, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. Um, elsewhere, um, Laurent Koscielny um, has said that he's going to be gone at the end of his Arsenal contract which is in 2020. He's obviously going to be injured now until about Christmas time, uh, but only about another year and a half of him at Arsenal. Uh, news from elsewhere in the Premier League, uh, Anthony Martial, obviously his transfer saga rumbles on. Bayern Munich have said that they will not be moving for him. Uh, so that's one more potential option down for him. Um, elsewhere, Alfie Mawson is a done deal to Fulham. Uh, Yoshinori Muto has moved from Mainz to Newcastle. And Shea Ojo of Liverpool uh, is set for a loan to Middlesbrough. Your mate. Guys? Your mate. Yeah, my, my, my mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, who, uh, One of my favourites. Who is, is still not unblocked he's me blocked, on Twitter. He's blocked, well, he's blocked you. <laughs> he's, well, I don't know why. I, honestly, I've, I've been back through. What? Shea Ojo, yeah. Why? Many, many favourite Liverpool players. I've been back through all of my old tweets. I've never tweeted about him. I've never done anything. It turns out I, I once wrote a profile piece on him. I'm going back. Oh, maybe, you just you I'm, said you hadn't said anything about him. I, I'm going back like four years, but I've read it back. It's really positive. It's like great young youngster. He's come through this academy. He's come through this. He's. Bought. I think you just got one of those faces that people don't like, mate. Yeah. He, he just wants to focus on his game. He didn't. He didn't want any of this outside <laughs> distraction. All the pressure you're putting on him. I, yeah. I must unblock you though. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I might do one day. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, uh, but yeah, guys, thank you very much. Really Pleasure. appreciate you coming on uh, as ever. Um, we will be back on Monday for the final week of the transfer window, where things will hot up, things will get a bit interesting, and we'll start seeing a few panic buys. Hopefully, that's what we want to see. Everyone loves a panic buy. Um, if you don't subscribe to this podcast already, you can get us on Acast, you can get us on iTunes, you can get us on Spotify, you can get us wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, but until Monday, enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you then.